0: Welcome to the Rockin' Life podcast, Rockin' Life After Divorce. And today we have an awesome crew here, Amber, Joseph, and Tiercy. This is going to be a fun episode. I know, Amber, you're a little bit nervous. I am too. (laughs) (laughs) but hey it's okay to be nervous this is going to be a really fun talk none of us are professionals this particular subject and a lot of times when you talk about things and you start teaching about things that those are the people that learn about it and here comes a short announcement for the rocking life after divorce podcast if you're interested in joining our facebook group it's for men uh, that's going through divorce or have gone through divorce and want support it's a support group the facebook group is rocking life after divorce and it's for men only we have support there. we have a weekly training etc if you're lonely if you're going through loneliness it seems like every single one that's going through divorce every week at 10 central time i have a workshop on zoom to learn the skills of connecting to gain close friendships, and how to do that. That's something that's a skill, it's not something you're born with. And uh, what are the tools and how do you gain these amazing friends and how are you uh, becoming a great friend? Because if you want good friends, you need to be a good friend yourself too. I'm gonna continue doing this for the rest of my life. It's so much fun. I wanna support you all that's going through divorce, that have the struggles. But with this support, I believe that's one tool that will help you through this. I want to learn more about the attachment styles. So there are three main differences in attachment styles. And a lot of times it's called uh, secure attachment, anxious attachment, and avoidant attachment. And those are basically styles how we connect with other people, mainly romantic partners. And uh, a lot of times this comes from how you grew up and also your past experience in relationships is what I understand. And uh, I'm just gonna read a little bit explanation of this from the book, Attached. I haven't read the whole book yet, but it's three main attachment styles. And uh, it's found in children and it's found in romantic relationships, how we attach to each other. And uh, basically secure people feel comfortable with intimacy and are usually warm and loving. Anxious people crave intimacy, are often preoccupied with their relationships, and tend to worry about their partner's ability to love them back. And avoidant people equate intimacy with loss of independence, and constantly try to minimize closeness. This is just a little quick introduction to attachment styles. And uh, I'm going to throw over the ball to Tiersy, and she's going to explain a little bit more about secure attachment. And uh, then Joseph will talk a little bit about anxious and Amber, a little bit about avoidant attachment styles. And then we'll have a little discussion a little bit later on about uh, how this can mess up relationships and uh, what do you do about that?
1: <laughs> the good news and the bad news is that you do have a primary attachment, but you can it can change. With positive experiences, you can move towards more secure Or if you've had some heart rough breaks, you could move towards more anxious. I do identify as a secure attachment style. And that means, from what I understand, I've read that book. I highly recommend it. I've listened to many podcasts about this. It ranks your comfort level within a relationship and also your comfort level with intimacy. So I'm very comfortable with both of those um, elements. And so for me, in a relationship, it looks like... Um, I mean, here's a very simple example, but if I pick up the phone and I text my person and I put my phone down and I don't think about it, if I do think about it, I'm like, oh, they haven't texted me back. It means they're probably in a meeting or they fell asleep or something. I don't make it about me and the relationship, the fact that they didn't text me back. I'm very secure. I feel loved. So them not texting back right away isn't an indicator of anything. And I can just put my phone down and forget about it. I mean, within reason, don't get me wrong. And if I've texted something that I feel like, you know, text is actually a really bad way to communicate when you need something right away. I enjoy being secure. That seems so silly to say, but I am just so comfortable in a relationship and I enjoy being in relationship. I have studied a lot since my divorce about relationship And I like all of the elements. I like spending time with someone, but there's always a balance, right? We've talked about this in other podcasts, especially the one on self-love, like maintaining time for yourself. I can do that very comfortably because I am secure. Time away doesn't make me question the relationship. I can go have other interests, outside interests for my person. Obviously, if it's a primary interest for me, I would love if we had that in common. But we talked before about pickleball pair. And so I love pickleball. I can go play pickleball if my person doesn't like it, like doesn't want to play and I'm fine. So for me, it just is a, a secure attachment allows me to enjoy the relationship I'm in and enjoy other elements outside of my relationship because I know when I go back home at the end of the day or that I am in this relationship, that's just beautiful. There's always ups and downs just because I'm secure. doesn't mean that there's not problems. It doesn't mean that there aren't issues, but the way those issues get worked out is very different from secure and avoidant and anxious.
0: Yeah. That's a very good explanation of it. And, uh, In society, about 50%, a little over 50% of uh, people are secure, about 20% are anxious and 25% avoidant, and then you have a small percentage of uh, others. But uh, that is good to know also, we're going to talk a little bit more about that in dating and how that can affect dating. Joseph, if you want to share a little bit about anxious uh, attachment.
2: I never knew what attachment styles were until somebody recommended the book to me, and I never understood why every relationship was always a push-pull. I would kind of push them away, but then always chase after. And it was a constant cycle from my ex-wife to um, an ex uh, about a year to two years ago. And I never understood it in the four years that I was with the ex. It was, I felt like I was always chasing. And things that I've done, I'm really embarrassed about, but I learned it was from childhood because when you're two or three you start to realize you get the feeling from your parents on what's actually happening and in an old-fashioned Italian house it was we had to prove our love and okay. if we got in trouble it was what can i do to make it better what did we do wrong and things that i remember from childhood was to where if my mom would see a cop on the side of the road she's like i'll leave you with the police officer because you're acting dead or my father, when he was drunk, saying he would bring us to an abandoned warehouse and this is where Sammy keeps the bad kids. So we would always have to say, we'd be better, we'll be better, we'll be good, we're sorry. And that I never realized follows you into relationships because then I look back with my ex-wife, I would always see that I would get upset and how can I fix this? And the same thing with the recent ex, it would be, how can I fix this? What can I do? But also now that I'm with somebody secure, we do have our disagreements. And when people ask if we argue, I have a hard time answering that question because an argument to me would be yelling and door slamming. And there's times where I get upset and I wanna lash out, I wanna be avoidant because I wanna say, this isn't gonna work. I just knew this was gonna happen. But the way that she's calm and understands that I'm not at her level yet It makes everything so different, and it makes me think about my actions. I mean, if anything was to happen with us, I'd be upset, but I don't think I would actually chase the way that I did before. I mean, I don't want to have to be tested like that. (laughs) But Because I remember when we first started dating, and we had a disagreement. I'm like, do you want to take a break? And her response was, what do you mean by break? I don't know. It seems like that's a every argument. Somebody wanted to take a break because we needed a couple weeks off. <laughs> She's like, "No, that's not how you fix things." She's like, "If we can't fix things together in a relationship, then it's just not going to work." And I remember with the one girl I was dating for four years, she would always say, "Every time we talk, it's like a therapy session. Um, you're like the female in the relationship." But there was something wrong. We were always arguing, and I couldn't figure out what it was. I'm like, "We need to talk about this because." something's missing and it's either the way that I'm taking in what you're saying to me or it's how you're receiving what I'm saying to you. So we, relationships are work, but they're not this much work. Um, you always have to talk things out. Things just work on their own. And relationships are, are difficult sometimes, but you make it more difficult. So I know that I was dating somebody avoidant because when I look at the past and the four years, it was four different jobs and at each job that was left it was either the marriage of the owner and every relationship in her past, it was always somebody else. So then I realized what the huge difference between anxious, avoidant and insecure. Cause the girl I'm with now, she was alone for two years. She didn't need to be with anybody. And I'm looking, what did you do for sex? Because it seems like <laughs> I'm not to sound. Because, and she said, I, I didn't have to have sex with anybody. She wanted that level of intimacy. It, Cause it seemed like everybody I dated it was always physical first. Yeah. With her, everything was so hard in the beginning because it was emotional first.
0: Okay, interesting. So
2: Mm -hmm. it just kind of really threw me. So then having sex where there's actually feeling involved first, really messed with my head. I wasn't used to it just because it seems like everything happens fast. With dating apps, you swipe right or left. It's that simple. And you know for a fact that somebody is interested in you just because you're having a conversation or depending on the app, the girl has to reach out first. This, I knew her for 30 some odd years. We always knew there was an attraction, just it was never the right time. I remember asking her out five years ago, but she was with somebody at the time and it never would have worked because I didn't know all this stuff. I never read the five love languages. I never read attachments. So I, after reading those books, it kind of really made me look at childhood to now and those two relationships I was in and why I've always
0: chased. Yeah, I, th- I think two. it's very, very interesting to to learn about the attachment styles. I myself is mostly secure. Um, I definitely lean towards the anxious, like you're talking about. I have those tendencies. And interesting that you said, you know, I I started dating way too early uh, after the divorce uh, For about a year but then I took two years off I didn't date at all and just waited until I felt ready and I'm dating right now for the last six months and she's also secure she's more the avoidant I think she's probably watching now so we'll see (laughs) (laughs) but then the avoidant uh, Amber do you want to share a little bit about the avoidant and uh, how an avoidant acts
3: yeah I feel like we're the bad guys of the
1: attachment
3: trial. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's easier for an anxious to establish a good relationship because when they're triggered, their behaviors are to attach like to pull someone in, to engage, to try to connect where with an avoidant, our behaviors when we're triggered are to push people away. And so it's harder (laughs) to deal with someone that is constantly pushing you away, which is understandable, right? I actually didn't realize, and I'm a little back and forth. I've been, especially with one individual in particular that I had this off and on thing with, I felt like I was definitely anxious there. And I kind of always thought I had an anxious attachment style until actually like reading into things because I always thought avoidant, like you defined it, right? We are uncomfortable with love. We're uncomfortable with intimacy. You think we don't want that. We're good. It's fine, whatever. It's not that we don't want it. It's that we're uncomfortable with it. Right. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes it's just easier to, not have it to not pursue a relationship to not like right it's not that we don't want that because i do that's why i thought i was like more i couldn't be avoidant right like i want a relationship but it's something i've wanted a lot but then it was like i would date people and you kind of get nitpicky I, i'm not a proud of a lot of these things but at least i'm aware of them now and have been working on them this is like quite a few years ago i went on a few dates with this guy amazing man like incredible. I ended things with him because his shirt didn't smell right. I mean, like, just like, it was like, it just threw me off. And it was like, I mean, (laughs) it's so ridiculous. Right. And it like, and obviously they're just, but it was like, I was so uncomfortable. Here's someone that I could have a thing with, but it becomes such an uncomfortable thing for me because I become super vulnerable, super exposed. And it's just a realm that I don't know. I don't know, like it's hard for me that it's easier to push people away. Another thing we did, ultra self-reliance. I feel like there's so many you go through and you read these therapy things and like things that you should be doing, things that you know or whatever, right? Like you should have your own life outside of your dating relationship. You shouldn't put plans on hold for somebody and wait around for somebody. You shouldn't depend or whatever, right? You should be able to provide for yourself. You should be independent. You should bring your own stuff, to date, right? And so I feel like as an avoidant, I use all these things to justify myself in these behaviors. I'm just independent. I'm just really relying on myself. I don't need other people to do things for me, to complete me, to whatever. But it's not, and there is a healthy balance of that. As an avoidant, we definitely pass the healthy level of that quite often. I like, I wrote down all these things and I was like, ooh, even just like physical touch, avoidance of intimacy. It's funny because when I am dating someone, when I like, there's one person I'm focusing on, I, physical touch is like one of my biggest things. I, it is such a need for me. I like being close, whatever, right? Every other form like of people, even like handshakes, whatever, hugs. I was so, up until about a year ago, I was so uncomfortable with other people touching me, hugging me. There was one time at work that another A coworker of mine, like someone shook her hand and she'd put her shoulder like on like her other, and I went, it was so uncomfortable for me. Like other people touching me, like, you know, I had my group of friends, they're, they're all big huggers. And I, they used to give me a lot of hard time because (laughs) they would hug me. And I'm like, it's not that I don't want that. And I've gotten better about it. It's that it's so uncomfortable and it's, I don't even, I'm trying to figure out why I'm learning a lot of things about myself, but yeah, it just, we have a hard time. We're afraid to trust other people and we're afraid to depend on other people. And, and I think that we all like, those are triggers, right? For everyone, yeah. instead of pulling them closer, we push away. I can't depend on you to show up for me. So I've got to do everything on my own. I don't know like Yeah. I feel like I'm going on and on, but there's so much <laughs> yeah,
0: there's but that's, that's a good good explanation, and I really appreciate that you being uh, vulnerable, open about it. It's uh, it's really awesome. Uh, all the interviews I do, and people are so giving and wanting to share, and that's really awesome in this this podcast. Now, I'm going to throw the the question back to Tiersi. And uh, have you ever dated somebody with either an anxious or avoidant attachment styles? And what was that like? And not too long of an answer, like a a couple minutes or so.
1: I tend not to let myself date avoidance for very long because they're avoidant. And if they're not going to show up the way I need to partner show up. So I think Amber did a really good job of saying, it's not that all attachment styles, we all attachment style wants a relationship. It's the belief of needs being met. And I I have a hard time. I am a communicator to the nth degree. So someone who's going to avoid a conversation with me is not for me. I get that there's appropriate times for conversations, things, you know, this isn't the time we need to put it off for an hour, but you need to promise to come back in that hour to me. So I tend not to date avoidance for very long. And when you meet someone, you don't know what attachments to how they are. It's not like they're wearing a sign. I'm secure. I'm anxious. I, they don't do that. So you spend a few dates with them, a few times with them. And then it depends on the anxious level. If someone can't handle the fact my work is very demanding There are a lot of days that I cannot respond. I tend to put my phone in my drawer so I don't get distracted by it. And if they can't handle that, then if that, if you're going to interpret that as I don't love you, then that's going to be catastrophic to me and our relationship because I'm not going to put my job at risk. I enjoy what I do. I'm focused on what I do. So it really depends on the level of anxiousness that someone exhibits. I, The good news is we can all change and move towards that center of secure. So I have, but avoid it not for very long as secure. It just depends on that level. Yeah. And And uh, are they aware and willing to change and go, I recognize this is my issue. You not texting me back isn't a sign that you don't love me. And I'm not saying chronic not texting back. I'm just, hey, it's been three hours. You haven't texted me back. I've been in back to meetings. What do you want me to do? (laughs)
0: Yeah, and in the book, it has a comment about uh, anxious uh, people dating somebody avoidant, and uh, they're talking about that's uh, pretty much, in, for example, about 20% of the population are avoidants, but in the dating pool, over 30, it's mm-hmm. over 50% avoidant. Mm-hmm. Avoidants tend to have shorter relationships, and that is the reason why the, the dating pool is uh, a lot of avoidance. And secure tends to have longer relationships. Mm-hmm. But uh, then in the book, it says, uh, somebody that's anxious wants closeness and intimacy and uh, avoidant wants to maintain some distance, emotional and physical. Uh, and Anxious are very sensitive to any signs of rejection and uh, avoidance sends mixed signals that often come across as rejecting. Uh, and... Um, Anxious find it hard to tell them directly what you need and what's bothering you and use protest behavior instead. And uh, avoidance are bad at reading your verbal and nonverbal cues and don't think it's their responsibility to do so. So I'm going to throw the question back to, to Joseph, uh, the same question. Uh, I know that currently you're dating somebody and you talked a little bit about it earlier, anyhow. But if you want to give uh, a couple of minutes, talk about that's mainly about uh, your experience with dating somebody uh, with uh, either secure or avoidant.
2: With both, I'm back from therapy for it, just because dating, <laughs> dating somebody secure, because I've never done it before, is a completely new experience. There's no other way to explain it everything changes from the conversations to the disagreements because I don't want to go backwards. And I know that there's a part of me too, that is avoidant because the more comfortable I get, it's as if I look for things that are wrong. Why is it this easy? Or I knew this was going to work. Cause we disagree on this or we're too different, but it's, we're a good balance for one another. So it's really taken me by surprise on how things are supposed to be. So I actually, it's, To understand some of that, because I've never had it with family, I've never had it in a relationship, so to have it now is very confusing, because I'm waiting for the shoe to drop, and the shoe's not going to drop, and she doesn't want to take a break. She doesn't want to have an argument. Like I said, we do disagree on things, but we talk. So none of this is normal for me, even though it is normal.
0: Yeah, I remember when I interviewed the first time and you you shared about the attachment styles, you said it was kind of boring compared to previous relationships where it was something happening all the time and it was very different for you. Is that the same?
2: Yeah. No, not anymore, because it's comfortable now. I understand it. I understand why it was boring. Because I remember a friend of mine asked me, she said, like, oh, I guess you're in love now. I, I didn't know how to answer that question. Because like when you watch movies, when you hear all this stuff, when you feel in love, it's like this overwhelming feeling all that was was anxiety because I was always waiting for let's take a break. Or when I was allowed to text, if I don't hear from her for a few hours throughout the day, I don't have that. What is she doing? Where is she? What is, is she with somebody else's? It's not there. I said, i like, I'm off the anxiety meds. I can <laughs> sleep without pills and stuff. So I guess it's, it has, it's changed a lot, but, and the reason why I'm seeing somebody again, it's just because to understand how normal this is and that overwhelming feeling wasn't love it's it was anxiety it was waiting for the shoe to drop it was waiting for the door to close and i don't have that
0: anymore yeah oh that's cool it's I, nice I, I, I like, I like that really nice. uh, explanation joseph that's really awesome
1: and like, i think that shows a lot of work that you've done because it's not easy
2: but when I a first break. read that book, I wanted to run back to the X and say, this is why it wasn't working. We can fix it. And <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. I'm going back to exactly everything that I wasn't going to do. I, I'm, I'm still chasing after somebody again. And no, I, I had to stop.
0: <laughs> yeah, It's a lot of insight from you too, that mm-hmm. you come to awareness. And I think that's a lot going through divorce is coming to a lot of different new awareness and learning. So I'm going to throw the question over to, uh, same question to you, Amber, you probably already knew that.
3: Yeah. So I had been in the dating pool for seven years for a while. It was like lots of first dates. My friend's nickname, like the first guy took forever. Like I went on two dates with, it was like, how's two date doing, you know, or whatever. Right. And like <laughs> that was a big deal. And there was like this off and on thing or whatever, which, but that was like short time frame increments to spread out nothing over a month. I was married 14 years to which we were separated outside of that. I have had two relationships that have been over a month. One was seven and a half months to seven ish months, whatever. Um, Oh, I was married to an avoidant. It's funny cause we we're talking about this a little bit before. Um, they say, typically you never hear of avoidance dating because it just, right. you don't have the same power. You both just run. You both just push each other away. It's fine. I was married to an avoidance. I think he was a little bit more secure with like avoidant tendency. Um, we just, you know, we got married super young and then it was like, well, why doesn't this work? Right. Well, our attachment styles, like it's really hard to be in a relationship with an avoidant. Right. I dated for a while, a. Uh, Another man who was avoidant and it was like, I mistook a lot of things as like healthy because he wasn't, you know, constantly freaking out. He wasn't like blowing things up to try to like, you know, um, his attachment styles weren't being activated by little things. But ultimately as both avoidance, we couldn't work through issues together. And then I dated someone for three months recently, And it was someone I'd kind of back and forth with before and trying to revisit, make improvements, stuff like that. Right. I feel like within that there was more of a push pull of both of us displaying certain behaviors. And so I feel like anytime I've tried to date, there was one person I tried to date that was secure it was awesome. It was amazing. I wasn't being attached. I wasn't, uh, mind you, it wasn't very long. It was less than a month. So I'm sure had it gone longer, I probably would have started like, Ooh, you know, and freaking out or something like that. Anytime I try to date someone that's anxious, they're like, Oh, and I'm like, Oh, I can't do this. I can't do this. My work's too busy. Like work using, like being busy is a good, like big avoidant behavior. I have a very demanding career. I'm a single mom if I kids. like, you know, or whatever, right. It's always I don't have what you need available or stuff like that. Things like that would always trigger me faster to push them away. And so really it's only been, my only, most of my dating experience has been with another avoidant and I understand how frustrating that is for you guys. That's all I can say.
0: <laughs> in, in, the, in the book, uh, you know, anxious usually don't date anxious. And here in the book it says, uh, if you're anxious, you should be dating somebody secure because you want Closeness and intimacy, they, the secure, are comfortable with closeness and don't try to push you away. You are very sensitive to any signs of rejection. They are very consistent and reliable and won't send mixed signals that will upset you. Uh, and uh, you find it hard to tell them directly what you need and what's bothering you. And they see your well-being as a top priority and do their best to read your verbal and non-verbal cues. What do you think about that? That
3: sounds amazing, right? We all want someone that's secure because then we could be whatever, like whatever we are in our mess. And like, they've got us, they're the safe place. What did they call it? The safe base, safe home base, safe place, whatever it is. Like we all want that. That's our thing in relationship. We want that safe, secure thing. And people that are secure have that. They like, they're this, for me, they're this like magical person that like, I wish I had what you had. I don't know how you got so lucky, but you lucked out. You're secure. You're what everyone wants. Right.
0: But would uh, you feel the same way as Joseph? He felt a little bit bored with somebody that's secure.
3: Yes. There's definitely been times where I have engaged or dated someone and it was like, there's just, I don't know. We don't click. There's not chemistry there on paper. You're good, but there's, you know, and you just don't give it. It's a uh, how did they define it? Like you're mistaking love for an activated attachment system. The secure can feel a little boring to people. All of these styles too. I think that it's like something we haven't mentioned. We probably all understand it, which is why we haven't mentioned it is like, you're not necessarily stuck in a style either. No. I think tier briefly did. You can do the work. You can like, I like, and yeah, I have a long way to go, but knowing the more I know about, okay, wait, you're doing this, you're doing this. And even just this week I've learned, I'm like, hmm, Oh, yep. <laughs> like, the more you learn, the more you actually work on it, you can gravitate more, like work yourselves more towards secure or more towards an anxious and an avoidant being mm-hmm. able to understand each other and make it work. Like, is it ever going to be easy? No, it's not going to be like two secure people, but you can figure it out. You can make it work. You can, work towards secure.
0: Yeah. And also if you date a secure as an avoidant, you're going to tend to become more secure. The secure is going to become a little bit more avoidant. So they kind of like pull together is what I understand. And uh, I'm just going to read one last thing out of the book, which is smoking gun that indicates you're dating someone avoidant. And this kind of good to know it's good to know who you're dating etc but an avoidance sends mixed signals about his her feelings towards you or about his her a commitment to you so that's uh, wanting to have that uh, longer term uh, longs for an ideal relationship but gives subtle hints that it will not be with you desperate wants to be met, but somebody always finds some fault in the other person or in circumstances that makes commitment impossible. So these are just a few they have in the book. I really, really recommend the book to read for anybody. And that's why I send this live on the Facebook because this is good for, to know for existing romantic relationships. If you're struggling you know, in your marriage or in your romantic relationship, you don't know about his or her attachment style. This will bring awareness to that, and I think a lot of uh, ahas is going to happen when you read this book or start learning about these different attachment styles.
1: I think it's really good to know. Yes, we can sit here and and identify and label ourselves, but I think it's really important to, to know that when we all strive for a healthy relationship, we need to rise above our attachment styles. Like I can lean towards anxious at times if I'm with someone who's avoidant or something. And that's why I I tend to not be in a relationship with avoidant very long because I'm like, this brings out behavior in me that I don't like. And I try to do the right thing and then they avoid it. They don't want to talk or whatever. And I'm like, I'm not going to stay in this. And so it's really our responsibilities to learn emotional intelligence and to rise above whatever predisposed attachment style we have. If it's not healthy behavior, I just want to make sure that's put out there because we can cognitively make decisions to go against our style if it's not healthy.
0: Yeah, uh, definitely. But uh, I think it was very good that you what you said, Amber, too, about you can actually move towards. And it's a part Mm -hmm. of what, Jersey you said as well, that Uh, Emotional intelligence is something that is not something that you're born with. Emotional intelligence is something that you can work on. Uh, That's the difference between IQ. You're born with a certain IQ, but you can take steps on a daily basis to become more emotional intelligent, being able Mm -hmm. to handle emotions. And that's actually one of the most important things in life, to be emotionally intelligent. One of the most important things employers look at is your emotional intelligence, not necessarily your IQ. To be able to work with other people, to be able to be emotionally stable, etc. I just want to throw out the question anybody can answer. We talked about attachment styles and how that affects relationships. And we're going to round the the podcast off. So this is just kind of like a a starting podcast where we start talking about uh, attachment styles, how it affects us in romantic relationships. But in the future, we'll have more episodes about the different styles where we go a little bit deeper into the different styles and how that affects you and what you can do to to both change it and to better your relationships. But um, do you have any like aha moments when you learned about attachment styles and have you done anything? I know, Teresa, you mentioned uh, you don't prefer to date somebody avoidant. So you must have a little bit uh, of a warning bell that sounds off when you feel that this is a person with avoidant. But if you guys want to chime in on that.
1: I don't think it's always easy to identify what attachment style people are. Um, The thing I found fascinating about that book, Pair, was it said that almost every argument is about attachment style. And I was like, wait, what? And they gave an example, if I remember correctly, of a washing machine. There was a couple in New York and she was going to her sister's house to do laundry. And so they had gotten some money and the guy was like, buy a washing machine and a dryer. And she was like, no. And I wa- I'm i fine going to my sister's house. And they said that she had an avoidant attachment style. She needed that time away because she wasn't comfortable planning things, being intimate, being comfortable in that relationship. I found it really interesting. I don't know if I'm explaining that exactly like that book presented it, but it is interesting to think that every argument could be indirectly revolved around an attachment style. Um,
3: On that though, is like what you're saying, everything comes back to the attachment style. I think a lot of times in dating, when it doesn't work out, there is this tendency to make someone a bad guy. Right. Um, well, they're just not capable of a relationship because of this or this or this. Right. When I feel like understanding the attachment styles gives us an understanding of why people do what they do. It's not that I'm trying to send mixed signals. How, like, the mixed signals are mixed for me, too. Like, it's not like I'm trying to do that. I don't understand what's going on. And that's why you're feeling the mixed. Right. Yeah, it's not like yeah. I'm trying to be like, I'm gonna mess with your head. I'm sure maybe there's people out there. it's not like they're trying to be too clingy, right? They have a attachment style that's activated and that's their response, right? It's not like this person's just a-. it's it provides an understanding of why people do what they do. Mm-hmm. It's not that they're bad guys. it's not that they like have these like horrible things about them. It's that we have certain attachment styles that we sometimes get stuck in. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's what you're trying to say, tearsty.
1: Yeah, perfect. How about Joseph?
0: Do you have any last thoughts about detachment styles?
1: No, I just know that,
2: like I said, it's the last one I was in before the relationship I in now. everything was my fault. That's how, or it was either 80, 20, 60, 40, but it was majority my fault. So I knew like after reading the book, what all attachment styles were, I just couldn't understand before reading the book, why things were going wrong. Yeah it just made it more clear on what was actually happening
0: that's very interesting it, it was similar experience in my marriage um definitely mm-hmm. it's interesting how you can see those uh, the chemistry how the, how that works
1: you know it's really interesting as we're talking about this i'm struggling because i'm watching my son in a relationship right now and i love his girlfriend And I absolutely love my son, and he is secure, and she is very anxious, and it is very hard for me. So it's been some really good conversations. I'm like, son, you need to set boundaries. And I know you're a giver, but givers need to set boundaries because takers don't. And not that she's a selfish person, she's not. She's incredibly beautiful and generous, but it's so hard to watch your children struggle with this, but I can identify it, and so I know how to help him and just say, you know what, you are trying, she might be upset if you do this, but that's because he was like talking about spending time with his friends and how he doesn't get to do that. And I'm like, son, that's so critical because A, you get to maintain yourself, you have your own interests, but you need to set boundaries because she takes us, as he doesn't love her. You're not making me important. I'm not important to you. And it's so interesting to watch myself go through this stuff and then to watch your child be old enough to go through the same thing.
0: this has been such a great little introduction to attachment styles and i'm going to learn more about it myself i'm going to read the book i've started reading the book and i'm going to read into it and learn more about the different attachment styles and then uh, i've actually reached out to uh, a coach that works solely with attachment styles and tried to get uh, him on here too on the panel so it'll be a fun talk get to know more about it But uh, hey, thank you so much for spending time this Friday afternoon. Hope you guys have an awesome weekend here ahead. So I just wanna thank you for spending time together. Thank
1: you.